Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO. If you prefer email, it's dave at petsofinancial.net. You know, it's it's amazing as we hit S&P 5,000. Okay, what's, what's the S&P? And I've heard of the Dow, and then they talk about the NASDAQ and all these other indices, right? And they all have their positives and negatives, quirks, if you will, about what, you know, what is a, uh, um, what they cover or which one's more fair than the other or a true measurement of the market and so on. In the end, uh, over long, long, long periods of time, they all basically gravitate together except maybe the NASDAQ because it's very, very tech heavy. And it certainly had a runaway performance to any other index for a long, long time. But the Dow and the S&P do tend to run together, although they haven't so much lately because several of the Dow components, Boeing included, haven't done well. And, they're, and it's a very small index. But 5,000 on the S&P, 14 out of 15 weeks, all the major indices have gone up. What the heck is going on? Like every day, click green, click red, oh, turn green. It's amazing, the run. Now, I don't mean it's up 2% a day. We're not talking about screaming off the bottom that we did in 2009 where it's like up, 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 and we're up, you know, 45% in like 90 days. Ridiculous numbers. I mean, truly ridiculous. This has been steady, but I'll take 1% or 2% a week, won't you? It has been a massive rally, and all people are doing is scratching their head. And again, this is not to put down Wall Street, not to point the finger back like 2023 was anything different. But 2023 was different in the sense of how far off everyone from the Fed and Wall Street was to what the market did, and that continues. But what is interesting to me, and it's not that people can't change their mind either, okay? little disclaimer here. You can change directions. You should. The facts change, sir. Therefore, I change my opinion, right? Pretty good thought process. So as we go through that and you think, wow, most of Wall Street was pretty bearish, if not outright, certainly against tech stocks, which ripped higher the first half of 2023. I mean, ripped higher. So then everybody scrambled to pretend that they were in front of tech stocks when they weren't. And, of course, that was 40, 50, 60 percent higher than when they told you to stay out. Super helpful. Obviously not. Obviously uh, sarcasm, sarcasm here, but I think it makes the this point. Not just to beat up on Wall Street, but what if you had followed the advice? What if you were buried in the CNBC hell loop of blabber? Fed this, fed that. What do you think about interest rates? What do you think about inflation? What do you think about the market? What's your outlook for the market? What about the 50-day uh, moving average? Blah, blah, blah. You would not have owned during one of the great rallies of all time. 
What do you do then? Do you switch over and go ahead and own? By, la- by and large, the answer is no. And then we, now we roll the clock forward, okay? So we've really messed up on 23. We get to 24, and now what is it going to be? Happy days are here again. That's what you have to do if you're on Wall Street. Because that makes it look like you are a bear and therefore, or a bear, a bull, and therefore you have been bullish on the market. You caught 2023. You didn't tell people to stay out. They forget that. They forgot. It doesn't mean you should run against Wall Street. It does mean you need to keep it in mind. That if everybody is leaning on the right side of the boat, it's okay to take a look at the left side. You don't want to be a contrarian for to be a contrarian. I mean, it just that's that's just silly. You don't just want to just be disagreeable, but it does make you want to think as you're taking the general. I'm just going to call it the lazy look. Okay, that's not, that's not really meant to be putting people down. I'm just saying. Isn't the lazy look at things, isn't the way to just kind of like get your news to catch fluff TV and go, oh, yeah, I keep up on the news. I watch, you know, I watch a little bit of the local news. Is it news? Social piece of some kind? Probably. Not really news. I caught a couple headlines. On my Yahoo Finance, I know what's going on. Or I, and that's what I say. So, so then the collective opinions, which typically are all the same, right? I mean, there's they're not going to be throwing out, you know, this person over here thinks that it's just going to be like, yeah, I hear that tech stocks are bad this year, and then it goes up. Isn't it easier to just read that tech stocks can't go up in? A, high, a rising interest rate environment, which actually isn't true. It's the exact opposite of it, of that. But that's what they were saying at the beginning of 23. Isn't it just easier to say that, to write that? Isn't that just easier than it is to actually say, I don't know, I think I ought to look at the data on that. Is that really true? I mean, there are people that say it that you know have already looked at it. You don't have to go check it. But as a collective blabber that just keeps popping up, is that a true statement? Is a fair question. Rising interest rates are bad for stocks. Are they? That's interesting. Is that actually true? Because that's what they said for a very long time. But it's actually not true, and another reason why. 2023 was a pretty good year. And all things aren't true all the time. It's kind of like uh, we, we have, uh, this is an election year in case you didn't know. Um, so we are now <laughs> going to go through this constant blabber about how markets do well during election years. Okay, well, let me think about that. So we have, oh, okay, so that must be against a lot of data. Well, how many election years do we have? One every four. So seriously, we've had like 
in 40 years 10 data points? And that's something we should rely on? That seven or six of the 10 were good? Sorry, I wouldn't bet the farm on that one. I just, just, just wouldn't. I, I, it maybe it'll be true, but I don't think we do that. And so when we get into this lazy thinking, right? We just accept little things and not ever ask the question. But, but, but that's like ten data points, man. I, I, that's kind of statistically irrelevant, isn't it? Well, it fits the narrative. Okay. I got to have I got to fill time, man. I got to fill time. There's nothing much going on. Market goes up a little, down a little. I don't know what to say. Oh, I know. Let's talk about the election year factor. So they do. The 50-day moving average. Okay. Super important because I believe in numerology, not how corporations are doing. All of those things kind of come into play as if we can divine the future, and we can't. And this brings me back, and I'll talk about this more in the next hour. What you need to do is own the great corporations and not worry about the direction. And most certainly, don't think you're getting any information at all from headlines, even headlines in the Wall Street Journal. You have to read. If you want to know what's going on in Washington, D.C., is it okay to read like the New York Times, of course not, because they're biased. Is it okay to read the headlines? Not at all. You need to read deeply stories written from, from people on both sides, sometimes together, and in places like the Wall Street Journal. You need to read the editorials of the people who are walking around Washington, D.C. Here's what's going on. <sighs> but that takes work. I just want to be spoon-fed by Fox News. This, hey, ooh, Trump is awesome. He's amazing. And here's what's happening over here. Or I want to, I want to get all my leftist news. Oh, Joe, Joe's really super good. No, he's very competent. Goodness gracious, just stumbled a little bit. He's on top of stuff. And by the way, Afghanistan went really well. Pumping money into the economy, causing inflation, that was Donald Trump's fault, not, not us. You see what I mean? We spoon-feed our own narratives isn't learning anything. So when we think about that with the market and we grab it in the market and we go, what in the world just happened 14 out of 15 weeks? I don't need an explanation. I don't. Because the explanation is always something more simple, like corporations are doing okay. Everybody was wrong-sided. They were trying to pick the top of the market. We'd come off of a bad summer, uh, and everybody was depressed. And so what happened? Lots of cash on the sidelines started working its way in. Boom. We explode higher. We don't need the rest of the babble all day long. We don't need to decide that the Fed did this and the Fed did that. If the Fed would just get out of the way, if the Fed would just do this, everybody would be happy again. <laughs> it would all go away. It takes some deeper thought, for sure. It's a fast world. It's a Twitter world. Here's my opinion of what's going to happen to the world, the entire world, in two sentences. Okay. 
That's not a lot of deep thought. Might be fun to do. Stake your opinion on there. But the reality is, it's not deep thought. And we need to think deeper about all of that. And even sometimes just not think about it at all. Just let it be. Just let it be. The world's rolling along without us trying to create our own narratives. Sometimes just take a step back. Let's take a look. Are corporations growing? Is the economy growing? Is the world growing? Are interest rates whatever they are? Are they high, low, in between? Not directionally where they're going. What is available to me right now that looks pretty cheap? What should I be trimming because it looks very, very dear? Hmm, I wonder what, you know, maybe what I'll do is think about this for a while. Let me think about it. Or maybe I just keep owning. All right, we got to take a quick break. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and uh, thank you for joining us. You know, I want to end this uh, hour with uh, um, great hope, okay? Um, You know, we forget very easily, I think, the small communities that are, well, everywhere, coast to coast. Even nutty places like California have small towns. Maybe not on the water. Something about that Pacific water, isn't there, that people get nutty about. It's the same thing. There's something about the east and the west side of the Cascades, I think. I don't know. And 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 and, and we were this weekend invited to this crab feed, my wife and I, in Wendell on Saturday night. And Wendell, yeah, famous crab capital, but... <laughs> It was incredible. They do it for a fundraiser, and my wife and I were invited. Thank you, Mike. That was tremendous. Thank you so much. And um, he just said you'd have a great time, but uh, your clothes are going to smell like crab, and boy, was he right. I mean, everything you wore, <laughs> everything goes in the wash. It is, uh, it's something else. So anyway, let me leave you with this because I think it's wonderful. This community gets together to help each other every year. A couple of rich dairymen could reach in their back pocket, pull out some pocket change, and take care of whatever problem they have. But it brings community. You know, America still is alive and well. We can be angry and not feel that. But once in a while, go to small town. It's pretty cool. We'll be back for next hour. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. And of course, as I usually every week say, these are my opinions and my opinions only. They're not the station. We're not here to tell you what to buy, 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 and sell, sell, sell. And I think that's noise, non-educational, misdirectional, unbelievable waste of time. And worse, it's not just a waste of time. It leads us in a wrong direction, thinking wrong. What should I buy? buy? Oh, he didn't like that. That person didn't like that stock. Oh, my gosh. Kind of hard to overcome when we are overly stimulated. Okay? So, anyway, enough of that. 
You know, I, I want to pick up on, I, I left you with the amazing, great time my wife and I had in Wendell. It's, it just, it was incredible to see this community come together in such an amazing way and to have some fantastic crab. I don't know if I had seven or 10 pounds of crab. I, I just didn't stop eating. I was afraid uh, if you ate too much crab that, that something toxic could be released in my body, but so far I haven't died. So I'm very, very happy about that. But it's like, you know, hell, would you like a piece of cake? Why? Why? I'm, I'm eating fresh crab. Why would I want anything else to take up room in my stomach? It was incredible. And watching the community come together. It's a feeling of great hope in this world when you watch small communities. You watch families overcome all of the selfish, polarizing, horrifying, screaming and yelling that happens to just come together. It's encouraging that we still have that. We particularly have this in America. Big towns, big cities, they don't have that. But that's not the whole country either. So we still at our core have all that. And it got me thinking about that this week. It got me thinking about all the small communities, whether it's your club, um, it's your, you know, club could be your, your workout facility, the people you hang with there, your local pub. If you're like Norm, right? Go in every day or, or uh, enough that you have a community there like, say, they do in Britain. We all have community, churches, of course, where we gather as groups and we can let the, the pressures of the world go away. There is great hope when we have that. Oh, and Terry, thank you for sending me this. And if you, you can shoot me an email, but one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time during this break, I watched... I read and then watched a video of this teacher who has gone viral, third grade teacher in minority parts of North Carolina, okay, in Charlotte, um, and how she has created these this economic system in her classroom, and it's gone viral, and she's gotten like like get, is getting six figure incomes every year from this now. It's fantastic. It's a great story. People are taking it upon themselves to do great things in their own places. To be an extra hardworking board member, server, even paid nearly volunteers, for crying out loud, at the rescue mission. All those things. Quietly going on in communities, even bigger communities like Boise. This is where we really are. So the, the point of this is this. We are hitting all-time highs. Have been. We're up 14 out of 15 weeks, and all I ever hear about is, what do we do now? It's not good. I hear way too often about what's going to happen next 
even from people that have been wrong for decades. And they're stuck. Or they're selling something. And people just generally aren't very happy, are they? Are we? Things have never been better. And we get in this place where what in the world narrative did we just create when everything is going great? We see what we're looking for. We always do. If you expect that meal to be not very good, it won't be. It can't be. If you expect the grandchild to succeed at something, their chances are greatly increased that they will or won't, depending on the expectations. We see bad in the world. We see good in the world. We see beauty. We see ugly. You get what you're looking for. If the people you hang around irritate you, it's probably you. There's something broken inside you, not them. And this is what I want to focus on because we are hitting all-time highs, and all I'm hearing is how bad it is. It's all going to end. I guess my personal ending is a few more spins around this world. I just don't know how many I get. But in the meantime, am I seeing the world as abundant? Am I seeing my wife as loving? Or am I seeing what irritates me? The world is how we perceive it. Now, I just want to say, I like to live in a world of data, not narrative. If I'm thinking about the data of what the market's doing or what areas of the market and so on and so forth, or in the case of my previous job, one of my previous jobs, Running, running, I didn't run the club, being a president of a club. It isn't my narrative that comes into play. It's not what I'm supposed to, what I want. It needs to be the narrative of everyone. Not the narrative, the data. And so in a snapshot, we see a place where you can say, this is what the data says, and people, some, don't want to do that because their narrative isn't fit. This is so true in the markets as well. Not just politics, markets, business, everything else. We have to stick with data. If the data says there are no more hurricanes or super hurricanes than have ever been existed, like in the 20s, 30s, 40s, or the same as the 50s, 60s, 70s, then don't tell me the narrative is the storms are increasing because they're not. The data doesn't show that. And don't take a chart out and show the last 20 years and try to prove something that isn't true. 
Oh, the last five years, the storms are going crazy. Oh, okay, what about the five years before? Well, they weren't. Yeah, that's not a data point. That's narrative. And we go through that. We go through that with the fires, and, and then we can't have an, an actual discussion about climate change. <clears throat> we can't have an actual discussion about ESG and what that does to investing. Why? Because somehow that becomes a racist thing or you don't like women, or you really want to pollute the earth. You're just evil if you don't invest ESG. And then, fortunately, ESG goes down in its popularity, and now nobody talks about it anymore. BlackRock pretends that they never even were talking that way. Okay. But sometimes it dangerously sticks around, and we make decisions that are crazy. And when we think about things in our world that are actually doing pretty well, like the market is hitting record highs, that the economy isn't in recession, that doesn't fit the narrative for some people. I don't want to have my narrative laying over the facts, the data of what is real in front of us. If tech stocks go down, that own the world. Google, Amazon, fill in the blank. Companies that make hundreds of billions after spending hundreds of billions on the next new stuff in free cash flow, and we sit around and talk about whether their P.E. ratios are too high. They own the world. And when they go down and go on sale and you get 25, or in the case of 19, or 2022, they go down 30, 40, 50, 60%. Some did. The big boys did. 30 was on the low side. You don't sit around and wonder if it's going to go lower. You just simply own them. Because the world is growing bigger. Because you've opened up your eyes. You took off the mask. You decided to see the data. You decided not to get involved in the narrative. Don't get stuck there. This is what I believe. And therefore, no, the sky is not blue. No matter what the facts are, I am not going to hear it. And when we do that... It, it keeps us, in, in many ways, just bound up in our own brains, and it's not fun. It's a bad place to be. But on top of that, we make bad decisions. But if we're stuck in a narrative, we find the reasons why we made the bad decisions rather than learning from them, and then we move to the next bad decision. We're wrong a lot. We're wrong a lot. And a lot more than we think we are. There's people I know that think they're really good sports bettors. No, they don't even live here, so they're not doing something illegal through their bookie. They really do. They think they're really good, that they make money doing it. Do I really think they're keeping a ledger? Do I think they're better than the average person at it? You bet you that I do. I really, really do. I really do. But when it comes right down to it, 
it's pretty darn hard to overcome the house edge. And you may say you're really just trying to overcome everyone else, and that might be true to some level. But that everyone else is pretty collectively smart, too. I think really there's very few that even come close to breaking even or maybe slightly ahead. But many people think they are. It's kind of like, if you will, grandma's really good at slot machines. No, grandma's not really good at slot machines. It's just, (laughs) okay, she got lucky once, and she doesn't tell you about all the losses. Okay? It's just we understand that on some level. And when it comes to our narrative about the economy, the, the, our narrative about interest rates, our narrative about stocks, are you really keeping track? Because you see, one thing that we learned in our industry, because you have to keep track, you have to provide performance data. We spend tens of thousands of dollars a year for a software program that does that. You can't lie about it. You can't even lie to yourself. And it works both ways. Let me just quickly say this. It works both ways. I am my worst, like you, like most people, I am my worst critic. I get so angry at Dave Petso every day. I try not to. And one of the things I love about my wife is she'll say, don't say that about yourself. I mean, I might even actually kind of like, I want to say that about myself, (laughs) right? But it's so true. She's trying to help me. Quit beating yourself up. So I go out and I buy a stock like Beyond Meat, which I did. Fortunately, I didn't put it in any client portfolios. I just thought it was a good idea. I'd check it out, buy some. Keep looking at the company, thinking about it for a longer term. Very risky, I know. So stupid. Unbelievable stupid. I mean, I'm finding myself getting mad at myself again right now. It's true. We all do this. But it's a good idea when you're talking about how good you are at investing. So you see, it works both ways. Because the reality is, we have made so much money for our clients. I am rich beyond my expectations. I mean, seriously, I always thought I'd do well in life. I really did because I'm really willing to work hard. And I really thought I would do well, but I had no idea. I'm a really good investor and we made a lot of money and we've done a lot of things really wrong. Not intentional, but really bad investments. So you see, we can see things the wrong way all the time. And it's true of clients too. It's like, why do we own this thing over here? It's not doing, why do we own Beyond Meat? Well, when you take it all together with the Apple, the Google, the Amazon, you know, the general mutual funds that are up 10% a year over, that one doesn't matter. Chill. It's, It's okay. I'm not being defensive about the fact that I put you in that stupid thing. What I'm saying is I got to quit beating up myself for every little bad thing or every big bad thing too. Because on the collective, we get what we see, what we're looking for. We see it. 
So if we're looking for bad, you find it. And, it's, and if you're looking for good, you'll find that too. But we don't want to live in a Pollyanna world either, although it's a lot more fun than everything sucks world, right? It, it, but to find that balance, and particularly when it comes to investing, to, to understand you, that was a mistake. Guess what? We get a tax write-off. Let's take it. Boom. And it's gone. And hopefully it's gone from your head because you're going to have zillions of them. And it doesn't help to beat yourself up. Nothing works perfect. You know, I'm just going to take a couple more minutes. And, and, and I know I'm way over for a break here, okay? But I, I understand because everything in the world is, is really upside down, okay? And it's really a job to think and try to write it and put it in the right perspective. It, it is so hard. I mean, Oakland is shutting the only in and out burger that's shut in 75 years of history because they can't deal with the crime. Starbucks, it goes on and on. This is Oakland. Black Lives Matter, shut down the police. We don't want a police force anymore. This is so stupid. We all know it's stupid. And the same people are running these cities. We see the pictures of the, of the policemen getting beat up in New York City. We see the, the, the stream of people across the border. We know we're going to have a terrorist attack because there's dozens or hundreds, maybe thousands of these nutty people are in our country that know how to build bombs and stuff because they just walked across the border in some kind of weird, bizarre, this is how we're going to have future votes or something president. I don't know. But nothing makes sense. Nothing. And I get, I, and so we can't sometimes see through that. We, we, we need to see through that somehow. I know they, they, they shut down the schools and so many kids are never going to come back. I got it. But what about the ones that are there or just are third grade now or sixth grade now? We need to take care of those. We need to fix our system. Move forward. Not get stuck in these narratives of opposition, but find some common ground that we can teach again. That we can have some normal data-driven, non-narrative decision-making. But when we take all of those feelings of angst and pain, it makes me feel that the world is irredeemable. We can't fix this. Therefore, the market shouldn't be at 5,000 on the S&P. It should be somewhere way lower, maybe just gone. The whole economy should go away. All mankind is doomed because of all the bad decisions we make. And this I'm going to believe till my death and not invest. That's at least what I think. Why we have trouble with the evidence of things working right in front of us. The evidence of our whole life. This works. Our whole life and yes, our parents' lives, our grandparents' lives, this works. We have bumps in the road. We have discouragement. We have personal anguish. 
But the world rolls on and gets better, more abundant all the time. All the time. And weirdly, humans pine for the good old days. The good old days were brutal, hard, short-lived, work all the time, no recreation. And women battered, abused, and nobody cared. Maybe they cared, but they couldn't do anything about it. It's better than it was. And we get caught in this angst, and we think that our investments shouldn't be doing well. It's hard to be data-driven and not narrative-driven. It's hard. It takes work. But it's not impossible, and with Google, it's more than easy to do. You can Google data. You can also Google narrative. You make the choice. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll grab Terry and you, hopefully, at 580-K-I-D-O. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-K-I-D-O. That's our number, and I can't make these headphones work right now. So what I'm going to do is, Terry, just hang on because I can't hear you, and I'm sure Bo will come in and fix this up at some point in time. So hang on. And let me go back to what I was talking about a little bit before, okay? And that is data versus narrative and what we need to be doing and thinking about because when we get stuck purely in our narrative you know we we are we are in a place where we're not thinking well we aren't and i know we think we get our news from the right sources and it's always easy for example for me to hear from people and I, i'm not putting them down i'm trying not to do that I, I don't mean to do that if it comes across that way i apologize i recognize that my passion is um about things about life and about doggone it this is it's a good world <laughs> i can be a little over the top okay i get that totally get that but what when i hear people calling in and asking me about, you know, well, what do you think about digital currency? I, 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 know, I know, I know, I know where you're getting all that. It's not because it's really in the news. It's on the web, surrounded by ads for buying gold or whatever. Or you hear about it. This is what's really going on. Oh, you know, the Wall Street casino, blah, 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 blah. If you want information about how you can guarantee income for the rest of your life, blah, blah, blah. Tie it up. We get paid super high commissions. They're selling stuff. And we got to be careful, and it's up to us, because you can spin it anyway. If you have the narrative and you want the data for, to fulfill that narrative, I think that's the definition of getting dumber, is getting more data about what you already believe so you can just not even possibly hear anything else. And that's the that's the trick, right? We gotta we gotta clean up our sources too. We do. Can't find just what you're looking for. All right. Bo fixed it. Let's go to Terry. Terry, thanks for calling. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. You need to load up on crab more often. You got a good show going today. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Terry. Thank you. But I I have just two thoughts or or two 
aphorisms that I've come up with in my life. And one of them is one of my bumper stickers. It's just because I don't care, it doesn't mean I don't understand. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that sets me on a course to, you can get exercised about everything you want to. I understand what you're doing. It doesn't affect my life. Mm-hmm. Go go away, bother someone else. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah. And the other day I was watching a, a, a video, and they ended with a quote from Frederick Nietzsche, of all people. And it says, I was in darkness, but I took three steps and found myself in paradise. The first step was a good thought. The second was a good word. And the third, a good deed. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. If you roll through your life that way, all of this stuff is, is bells and whistles somebody else is having fun with. And you do your own thing and have a good time for yourself. Yeah. Help everybody you can. Be nice to everybody. It's it's fun to watch how people react when you nod to them and smile, just passing them in a grocery store. I thought it was because I was so handsome. Well, I'm not going there because I don't. I'm not new woke stuff. You know, the new Air Force did not train me. So. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. That's the one thing I've noticed that too. I, honestly, I know when I'm not. I, I, my face is showing my poor disposition because nobody's smiling at me. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So true. So true. So break the cycle and smile. What That's the heck? It, it huh? doesn't cost you a darn thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's absolutely right. That's good. I like anyway, it. David, have fun and have a good show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. You have a good day. Thank you. Same to you, sir. Bye. I'll give a quick, just very, 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 very fast because we're so far behind in time. We're going to take a quick break. Um, it just reminded me, I had a particularly bad day Tuesday. Really, really bad day Tuesday. And I woke up with uh, like no, almost no sleep on Wednesday. And I told my wife that today I'm just going to start calling clients. And, and, and Terry reminded me of that. It was like, hmm, all right. That's exactly what you do. You, you call and help somebody. So those three steps, I think that's great. Terry, shoot me an email if you would. Again, I want to get the one, two, three right. I know you, I wrote down Fre- Frederick Dietrich, uh, Dietrich or whatever it was, okay? But, I, but you know, I want to get it right because I thought it was great. So the step towards paradise is to a good word, a change of thought, and, and probably a good deed. So anyway, my point is, is that when we get beyond ourselves especially, it, it, it can help. Because by the end of the day, I certainly felt a lot better. So anyway, I can just say from recent experience, amen to that. All right, we're going to take a quick break our, uh, for Fox News. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. You prefer email? That's great. Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO. Fun to talk about the market at all-time highs, and it's been 14 out of 15 weeks it's been up. 14 out of 15 for all the major indices. That's incredible. I mean, that's... <clears throat> just unheard of it it's, it's not that doesn't do that it does not do that that's amazing anyway it, it 
we are talking about that and how it kind of sneaks up on people when markets do this. And it does sneak up on people. Of course it sneaks up on people. We're thinking in a linear way. What's happening right now is going to keep on happening, we're pretty sure. And so why wouldn't reaction be X? Why can't we just look back in history and say, well, when the market does this, 63.2% of the time it will do that. Well, there's a number of reasons why. And I think it's really important. I used this example in the first hour, I believe, and I've used it before, about the presidential election is, you know, the election years tend to be good for the market. Okay, so over the last 40 years, we've had 10 data points. I, I, I am not an economist. I, I am not a statistician. I promise you, my brain just doesn't, it can't go that way. Okay, I'm just not even capable of doing that, having a master's in statistics. But this is one thing I will promise you they would tell you. That's not, that's, that's not only irrelevant, it's not even counted to have 10 data points. That is not statistically important. It's statistically irrelevant. I flip a coin and it's heads. I flip it again, it's heads. Well, statistically, it's going to be tails. No, statistically, it's 50-50 again. Now, if you flip the coin millions of times, somewhere around half the time, it will be either way. Probably not precisely, but close to 50-50. But over 10 or 20 or even 100 data points, you can have vast differences. We don't have enough data. And as the world changes, doesn't the data set need to be thinking about change? Like, the average P.E. ratio for the New York Stock Exchange is 16.5. Has been for the last 30, 40 years or 20 years, whatever you want to say. And here's the other part of that. It's approximately nine or 10 trading days that are at 16.5 over a 30 year period. Why in the world would that be relevant? Nine days, I got it right. 9,000 days I got it wrong. <laughs> I'll take the... Uh, and as we think about that, too, what does the world look like to you compared to 20 years ago? I mean, that's not so long we can't remember that there was not an iPhone in your hand 20 years ago. Hmm. Hmm. In the 1980s, the biggest companies in the world were Exxon and Chevron, IBM. Not in the top 10, probably not the top 20, any of them. I'm trying to think. Top 50? Probably Exxon is. The world changes. So, so, so should we be dealing with manufacturing companies or digital? Do you want to compare P.E. ratios to 
industrial companies during a more cyclical recessionary world? Or should we try to think somewhat differently in a more current way? Not that we are all, well, this time it's different. Yes, that's one of the most dangerous in words in investing. Also, it's always different. Both are true. Both are equally true. It's the tension held between the two that is the truth. And not easily defined. Not even definable, honestly. Not with a spreadsheet and this is what the average is. And therefore, I'm a highly paid touring speaking professional that goes around and tells you whether the market is too high or too low. And therefore, I make my predictions on this after I calculate incorrectly all of the time, by some magnitude, what corporate earnings are going to be over the next 12 months and 24 months. I can't calculate in there humans' reactions, interest rates, what people are feeling, how much money is being generated, where people are going to put their money and invest it, what is going to come out of left field and isn't on everybody's radar screen or isn't measurable. A terrorist attack. But how big? A president that stumbles and bumbles is the most powerful man in the world. Absolutely frightening. Now what are we going to do? Well, I, I already know what the Democrats are going to do. They are going to win. It's over now. Because they're not going to put up the stumbling bumbler and so they'll easily beat Donald Trump. Because once again, the stupid party is not going to pick a candidate that the independents can vote for. Because there's absolutely no way Joe's running. Not after this. What does that mean? I don't know, because I don't know how moderate or crazy the new candidate will be. I don't know. And we don't know what the reaction is going to be. But there'll be a lot of gnashing of the teeth of people that know. So what I do focus on then is this. What's going on in corporate world? Is Amazon, Google, et cetera, still growing rapidly? Yes. What is AI going to do? I don't necessarily have to predict with any precision that it's going to be amazing right before we die. It's going to be amazing. You say, well, I don't like it. I, I don't like it either. I like things to be the same. But they're not. And all this innovation and all is going to be hyper productive which means hyper-profitable for the kings of the world. So tell me at 16 times earnings that I'm paying 25 for Google or 30 for Amazon or Infinity for companies that are growing crazily and pouring tens of billions of dollars back into research and development to create even more of a giant moat around their business, that they're only worth 16 times earnings. I don't know what the right number is. But quit acting like we can put this on a spreadsheet. And let's just think about things. Not just draw charts and lines and pretend that you can predict the future. 
I can't either. So we need to think about it. Think about it. All right. If you have a question, a call, a comment, it's Dave at PetzoFinancial.net. Quickly, we got our we got time after this also for your phone calls. 580-KIDO. We'll be right back for our final segment. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. I I know the world's upside down. It's been upside down for a long, long time. A really long time. People pouring across the border, crime running rampant, criminals don't get prosecuted. Cities are shutting down. Cities have feces on the sidewalks, needles, and that's all okay. It's really not a crime or shouldn't even be dealt with. Everybody has a right to take a poop on your step if you run a business somewhere. They're just people. It's upside down. Policemen get beat up, and we have literally no answer for that. Defund the police. $33 trillion in debt. The world is on fire. I get it. I get it. But we can't let these narratives stop us from also seeing the advancements that are going on around us because they're something else. They are something else in corporate America particularly is a cash flow machine that deserves valuations that are different than they have been because they're just that dominant and they're that good. Doesn't make the world perfect. But if we can't stop and realize how we can go out to eat anything we want, almost any person can any day, and so on and so on, and lives in luxury. We need to see that. Let's try to slip this one in as fast as we can. Michael, go ahead, please. I'm sorry, we don't have much time. Yeah. Okay. Um, any chance Boise can turn into Denver, Portland, or Seattle? I realize they're blue states. Um, are we safe for the next 20 or 30 years? <laughs> uh, Michael, nobody's safe. Um, you know, I, I, I have this discussion. People can't believe it, but, you know, if you ever get a chance, you, you have to go to the Reagan Library if you're anywhere near Simi Valley in California. It's, it's an amazing experience. And what he did was amazing. But what people forget is that he carried 49 states, 49 in the second election. I voted for him. I, I hear you. Then you know what I'm saying. But how, think about that today. It, that means he carried California. Do you think that, that that can't change? Everything can change. Everything. Idaho can become Colorado. Colorado can, can become Idaho and Nebraska and Wyoming again. They can. And, and we can. Whoop. All right. We got to run. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. And thank you all.